Welcome to Friday Night Party Line for November 11th, 2016. Um, so before we start the show, like we do whenever something big happens, uh, we need to talk a little bit about recent events. Last week, we recorded an episode of Friday Night Party Line that, well, it never made it to the editing table where we talked about the election. I mean, how could we not, right? I mean, the last FNPL before the election day. And every poll out there gave Secretary of State Hillary Clinton almost laughably high odds of winning. This was in the bag. Over the course of a single day, all of that changed. All of a sudden, Donald J. Trump was president-elect of these United States. And it just, it all felt so unreal. Watching the coverage on the news felt like so far away from the realm of reality that it was like watching it on Netflix, except it was real. All across the country where 53.1% of eligible voters cast their ballots, a hair's breadth over a quarter of the population of the United States voted for Donald J. Trump to be our president. And like we do after a big tragic event, Cherba Nelson and I quickly talked about how we were going to handle this on the show. The decision was made. It obviously had to be discussed. But then how do we even talk about this? So many of our friends are afraid and sad and just angry. Some of our friends are putting off having kids. Some are seriously looking at moving. And then some are just afraid of even walking down the street for fear of being attacked for who they are or what they believe, as so many have already been. And then there are some who have lost friends and even family over this. And even as it's been days since the tally came in, part of me is still just reeling from this. How in the hell could this have happened? It frustrates me and pisses me off that a person who has displayed such a contempt for facts, such a willingness to disregard entire swaths of the population, and so little apprehension in using the seeds of hate and fear to garner support is now the leader of this country and our president. But, at the same time, 59,705,102 people, give or take, cast their vote for Trump. And no, it's not a majority, but that's not how our system works. While it's so easy to discuss this election in reductionist terms and to label every single Trump supporter as a racist or a bigot or what have you, as we did in the past, can we really say that this is the case now? Maybe we could if, if the election really had been the landslide that the polls predicted, but do you really think that nearly 60 million people who voted for him are all of those horrible things? I can't. If you look at the electoral map of this election, the sea of red is pockmarked by tiny islands of blue. Those blue spots are cities, and sometimes it can be hard to see the areas outside of them as anything but places to drive through or fly over. But President-elect Donald J. Trump won the election not by appealing solely to the racists and the biggest in this country, though he definitely did but because he spoke to the people outside the cities who felt that their needs and their voices were not being heard. 
that their country, their home, doesn't care about them. This is the rural-urban divide. And the fact of the matter is that so often the worries and values of those living in rural areas are not addressed or considered by government. Not out of malice, but because urbanites are extremely disproportionately represented in governmental positions, and they just don't know. Since the election, there's been this quote from one of my personal heroes that's been knocking around in my head. His name is Reverend Fred Rogers, better known as Mr. Rogers from the children's television show Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood that, frankly, I think more adults should watch. And he said this, In times of stress, the best thing we can do for each other is to listen with our ears and our hearts and to be assured that our questions are just as important as our answers. It's a message of caring, understanding, and compassion, but more than that, and of particular relevance in this case, it's a message citing the importance of valuing people not just when they contribute, but when they need. The vast majority of Trump supporters are probably well-meaning folks who are just frustrated about a country that seems to have left them behind. A country that cares less and less about blue-collar workers and industrial jobs, and more and more about disruption and IT startups. We know this because they've been telling us this, and the first step to fixing this urban-rural divide is to listen. With all that said, I have just three more things to say. For those of us who did not support Trump, I have a request for you. And it is so goddamn schmaltzy that I could hardly believe myself for saying it if I didn't feel it from the deepest part of me. I want you to love if you have friends or family who voted for Trump, do not cut ties with them. You knew them before this election. You loved them before this election. People can make bad choices because of how they feel. It's very easy to make bad choices when you are feeling bad feelings. But it's very hard for bad feelings to stay with a person when they know they're loved. Because love breeds love. And love is the best goddamn feeling there is. When people feel loved, they open up to other points of view. Love people. Let them know how you feel and listen to how they feel too. You might be able to change their minds. To our LGBT friends, our female friends, our friends who are people of color, our Muslim friends, and really anyone who might be feeling less than safe after this election, I am sorry. Because your country has failed you too. Please, do what you need to do to stay safe and know that there are 60,071,780 people who did not vote for Trump, give or take. I hope that this is at least a small comfort for you in the troubling times to come. And finally, for everyone listening... The election of Donald Trump has and will continue to embolden those with racist and bigoted points of view. We saw this after Brexit, and we are already seeing it here and now. Of you, I ask that you keep an eye out for those being harassed by those sorts of toxic people. Do not be a bystander. Get involved and stand by the victims right then and there. Silence is as bad as approval. Film and report the harassment. We've already seen the effect the watchful eye of concerned citizens had on the police. We can do the same for bigots and racists. 
Stick around for the victims. Ask them if they need help. If they want company, let them know you're there for them, even if you're a perfect stranger. And finally, get involved in politics. It's our jobs as citizens to make sure the government is truly obeying the will of the people and no politician would risk pissing off half of the electorate. Let them know that this election cycle has turned our gaze on them to a degree never before known. Let them know we are watching and that we'll be taking note. So, with all that... Welcome to Friday Night Party Line. On the panel tonight, we have Scott Johnson. Hello, Skojo. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) What do I say after that? I don't know. (laughs) Uh, All decent men are ashamed of the government they live under by H.R. McKinnon. (laughs) (laughs) That, of course, is Cherba. Hey, Cherbs. Hello. Uh, so how's it feel to be the, uh, the less worrisome of Britain's, how's it feel to be living in a country that's the less worrisome of Britain's children? No different from normal. (laughs) (laughs) And of course we have George. Hey, George. Evening. Ah, so, uh, it's been one hell of a week. If you guys, uh, listening were tuned into our live coverage of the, um, of the vote counting of the election returns coming in. Um, you were probably getting pretty worried right there with us. And here we are living in the surreal aftermath. I wasn't getting worried. I was really? fucking sleeping. Oh yeah. You were, well, no, you were counting votes, George. No, I was done counting votes at that point, And I had been awake for 20 hours. So I went the fuck to sleep. <laughs> No, believe me, counting votes counts as sleeping. <laughs> it's not exactly exciting. Yeah. Uh, boy, oh boy. I did actually get to read the uh, from our voting machines mm-hmm. at the end, like at the end, and then it took two hours longer for them to finalize the results. I don't know what the <laughs> fuck they did for those two hours, mm-hmm. but we sit like the rest of us just sort of sat around a table waiting for the okay. <laughs> to sign a thing and leave. But Clinton, in my precinct at least, won in a landslide, <laughs> as well as uh, the Democratic member of Congress. But both of them lost, ultimately. Unsurprisingly, Clinton won in my state as well. <laughs> but though that was sort of a foregone conclusion. Uh, uh, so was I winning the election. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to talk about my state. <laughs> 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 which surprised Pennsylvania. <laughs> which I would like to know. Which <laughs> you know, Virginia before this voted for Republicans be, before the last time that Pennsylvania did. So you know, it should be more surprising that actually uh, Virginia was one of the few states where Clinton outperformed Obama in 2012, <laughs> but. Uh, Pennsylvania. Virginia is becoming very much DC suburb. Oh yeah. Uh, well, the, for the now. Northern Virginia is <laughs> is now massive. We have so many people living here. I think yeah, those, all those I think those in the I think the sovereign colony of Virginia um, with its history, I think DC should probably be subsumed into Virginia. Um 
I DC is a weird Although, thing. They okay. actually voted on they a did. referendum for, for statehood. They did. <laughs> now I think you'll find in DC that they vote on most referendums <laughs> and laws and legislation. <laughs> So what what is what's the process of that? How's that? I mean, how does that happen? Is that is it like a California referendum where we le- where yes. we had a referendum on weed and now weed is legal here? Is it is, is DC it. going to be a state fairly a lot soon? Like Brexit ah. in that they asked people, "Hey, would you like to be a state?" And overwhelmingly, DC said, "Yes, we would like to be a fucking state already." That fucking time. And I'm willing to bet Congress is going to ignore. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much what they do. I mean, when <laughs> D.C. passes a law through a, uh, you know, a voter mandate, it just does not do go anywhere no. if you have they a Republican just House. no fucks. It'd be like if Puerto Rico passed something to be a state. Well, they did in 2012. I actually it, commented. I actually commented on it in 2012 when it and it didn't it happen. happen. <laughs> well, they 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 what they voted to start the process. How's how's that going for Puerto Rico? I don't know. I haven't seen an update <laughs> on it. I assume. Well, the I mean, the difference between now and then is Puerto Rico's economy like disintegrated. Yeah, kind of. So I'm really not sure. I'd have to. Really, I really need to look into that one. <laughs> Yeah, but obviously a Republican House and Senate is not going to approve D.C. statehood, and it's not going to approve <laughs> no Puerto Rico statehood because both of those would be giving four Democratic senators to the Senate and you know a couple yeah. House members. So there's yeah. no no way it will there's be no done way. until there is you know a Democratic House, Senate, and President for more than like three months. <laughs> yep. I don't know. I think it's. I think Puerto Rico and D.C. have about as much the same odds of becoming uh, states as the Mariana Islands. I thought you were going to say Mariana's Trench there for a minute. <laughs> no, Sherwood, because that would make literally no sense at all. Well, I don't know. <sighs> so Voting how long for deep sea undiscovered life and also James Cameron? James Cameron. So how long before before Trump as president? Begin, it begins to feel normal. How, how long before it stops feeling like a horrific fever dream? Uh, give it at least two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in a uh, weird way, it already feels normal for me. <laughs> you, know, yeah, I mean, you know what actually made it feel normal for me? Is those pictures of him sitting in the Oval Office oh God. with Obama. Because I love you all see the meme. I love all the memes of Biden being like super salty towards Trump. I think oh, those are great. I I posted a link in the in the chat of that. It is uh, most good. So uh, but uh, the the picture of Trump and Obama shaking hands in the Oval Office just sort of makes it very real for me because you see Obama, you know, being his usual dignified self. And Trump, you could just see Trump in his mind is just going, oh, my God, what have I done? I'm actually the president elect. I, oh, God. (laughs) 
I just, well, I mean, like realist- he cares. I mean, it's I'm, Pence who's going to be running all the foreign and domestic policy. Ugh, and that's right? the and that's the scary part, which basically reduces Trump's job to like signing bits of paper that Pence pushes in front of him and going around the White House be- deciding what he's going to gild next. I think the responsibility of it all is getting to him now. Really, I. Like, you know, that, that look on his face in the Oval Office. And I just saw a story that I'm going to post in the chat right now. He's doubling back on repealing Obamacare. Yeah. He's well, saying he's been, he's been all over the place on I mean, it yeah, the whole time. He's going to amend it, but he's not going like his, oh, my God, we need to repeal Obamacare. That immediately is like, that's gone. It's- Wait, can we? Can we can we step back here for a second before you right. go off on this topic? Now, yeah. repealing Obamacare is not something that he's going to do. It's what the House is going to give him. But now, he might veto it now. Does, did he, he say he was going to veto it? it? He, I, think he's, I think what's important is when he realizes that 22 million people are on Obamacare. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and they were talking about how they would have to do it. They can't just... You can't, you can overturn Obamacare, right? But it would still need to have some sort of transitional period. And by the time you were cutting, about the time that you'd be cutting all that health care off everybody, it would be the midterm elections, which yeah. would be the exact time that you wouldn't want like 22 million people to lose their coverage. Yeah, that, that's the exact time yeah. you don't want to piss off, what, like uh, one eighth of the electorate? Do you think he actually cares? I think he I think, does. Do you think he's actually cognizant yeah. of this fact? <laughs> no, I, I mean, think I, that someone yeah. has sat him down and told him lots of numbers, and he's sort of like, oh, shit. Oh, shit, yeah. <laughs> I think the moment anyone tried to sit him down and tell him the numbers, he'd probably fucking just glaze over like a donut and fucking, <laughs> and then just keep going about whatever he was doing anyway. I mean, that's sort of the, the, the image also, we have of him. I noticed that you linked this to a U.S. Uncut story. I yeah. believe yeah. this means that we are going to pillory you now <laughs> because U.S. Uncut is a huge pile of shit, and if you read U.S. Uncut, you're a gullible fucking idiot. Yeah, and I was kind of exactly. wondering why you linked that, George. Because <laughs> we're all panicked. Hey, hey, wait, wait. Let's cut everybody a break for the next couple weeks. Okay. We're there. all going all right. business insider is not yeah, happy. Business insider's not much better. It's, it's Fuck really you all. George. I'll give it I'll give him credit because at least it's better. <laughs> a little bit. Uh, but my point is, is not right now. We are going to have everybody and their mother posting whatever freaking article out there. Yeah. The best, you know, so people are all like, oh, well, you, you should, you know, like calm down and, uh, and, <laughs> can, you can know, we be, just, and, do you think it'd be wise to advocate that our listenership just take a social media hiatus for like the next few weeks? I think it's wise for everyone to do that. <laughs> yeah, you might as well. Everyone. Yeah. 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 What's, what's going to be good on social media? The same well, thing that was good on social media before. Fucking nothing. Tell you wait, what, wait, wait. it was really weird going to election day and not reading Twitter and posting on Facebook or anything. Yeah. You were on GT chat. You were on our I was on chat. You were on the FNPL I mean, I had chat. I my phone with me, but I wasn't like, I couldn't really phone i i mm. had to I, I occasionally responded to a message that like scott or anyone sent me but 
for the most part, I wasn't actively reading the internet. Yeah. You had to be a good boy and rig the election by hand, not with these I fancy was. computers. It was know, a right? very <laughs> difficult process. We have very outdated voting machines. You had <laughs> machines? Yeah. We had paper. No. <laughs> machines no we had paper ballots with the little you put it in that that overgrown like bore, uh, flip book for adults and you put it in you have to use that special pen chunk 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 and then you feed it to a big central machine at the polling place oh yeah, just right numbers on we're getting there uh, yeah we don't do numbers on here we do winner takes all because we're stupid we also this, uh, do winner this take reminds all. me that i need to this, re- this reminds me that I have to go and uh, delete comments on my Facebook like, Florida's looking good. <laughs> <laughs> Come now, like, Gojo, no this. revisionist history. <laughs> See, this, is, this is why I kept my election comments entirely to either that Overwatch video that nobody's going to watch <laughs> or like professional slack that nobody is going to read except for people, other journalists. So. I, I feel at least vindicated in my worry going up to this election. I, let us, let us say this, George, your worries were not only entirely founded, but completely vindicated. So you are, <laughs> let us, let us say it here now. And Oh, by the way, Cherba, uh, 92 people have watched the live election day. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's day. enough. Yeah. 92. I know. Hey, it's not know nobody. You, you know the that. average YouTube viewership of these things? It's like within a few days, maybe like, I don't know, 15 people watch it. That got more coverage. Probably because it was Overwatch. But Probably. Anyway. <laughs> uh, uh, that was brutal. Hey. <laughs> I, you know, no one's actually listening. Just shouting into like, the void. <laughs> Everybody's trying to play that game. Everybody's trying to play Overwatch, and I'm looking at the whole like situation disintegrate in front of my eyes. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm just like, I, I don't know how you guys are playing. I can't even deal with this. Uh, F this crap. <laughs> rim, rim. Out. Rim telling us of his plans to, of his plans to seriously consider jobs overseas. You know. <laughs> uh, oh. Geez. In the Apparently meantime, he like, has uh, something in the works now. Yeah, I wonder what that is. Jobs, but you know, he's either got something in the works or he's fucking with us again, <laughs> or he's starting his own liberal terrorist TV, cell, I'm or he's starting his own part. liberal TV news network. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that the same thing, according to the right wing? Well, hey, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, big news, guys. What's up? The election wasn't rigged. <gasps> oh, that's weird. No, actually, it was rigged. Well, yes, it was <laughs> well, rigged, but not in the way not in the way that we were discussing it. No. Election, or I should say Trump was discussing it. Yes. Uh, I will note, I sincerely pushed the editors at the Herald Sun to run with the headline, Man Complains Election is Rigged, Wins Election. I'm assuming they didn't. I'm assuming they didn't. They didn't go for it. Uh, No, they did not. (laughs) Uh, What did they go for? Because Uh, that that was so much better. Actually, it's Uh, probably Trump wins election. We should probably think about our national defense. (laughs) Japan already. uh, Shinzo Abe already sent over a special delegation. 
Uh, the whole world's going to be paying us protection money. Yeah, uh, no, that's the, um, great. And the, you know, actual... the irony is, the irony is Trump was saying the entire time that Japan's not paying us. We're giving this protection for free. Japan fucking pays us. Dude, the, he, they pay us for this already. Like you, Donald. Japan pays their bills. Yeah. Oh. Boom. Oh. oh, okay. So, um, oh, I'm really getting into yeah. this adversarial just thing. No, you're very <laughs> like, good. I'm, at- I'm gearing up four years ahead. Oh, <laughs> you, 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 the press that- of malcontent is coming back. Yes, <laughs> you spin that uh, rage engine, uh, ever faster, Turbo. You're gonna need it. Uh, also, uh, the Herald Sun front page was a picture of Trump giving the thumbs up at a weird look on his face that looked like he's holding in a fart <laughs> wait uh, does he yeah. ever not look like that <laughs> no but he's got like the whole mm, kind of frown thing going but anyway it's got this big headline that says trump wins presidency then the regular top uh then shock and awe <laughs> is the main headline <laughs> donald trump wow. has pulled off historic victory to be elected the 45th president of the 44th it should be President of the United States of America oh, 40, defeating forty fifth. You don't count Grover Cleveland twice. Defeating no. Hillary Clinton and stunning the world. Fifteen pages of election coverage as the strap. Wow. My favorite headline from an election uh, the day after election day is the one from that one like tabloid that's like, how could 57 million Americans be so dumb? And it was the re-election of George W. Bush. <laughs> oh, Actually, uh, I, th- I think my favorite headline out of all of the ones I've seen all around the world in regards to the Trump victory was actually from a, a paper. I believe it's a Mexican paper <laughs> called El Grafico. Yeah. Mm. And their, their front page is literally that famous picture of Trump just being like, and then, it's, and then there's <laughs> a bunch of Spanish at the top that I can't actually read. <laughs> Because I can't read Spanish that well. Then it says Rep- Republicanos Arasan. Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> In giant yellow text. What What's Trump going to do when they don't pay for his wall? That, he was going to pay know, for his wall. You know what? That and all of his other campaign promises were really talked about a lot on the um, on all the NPR shows recently. That his biggest problem uh, going into his presidency is the fact that, from any logical and viewable vantage point, his his promises are are very undeliverable. That was that. That's been the the principal issue. The, the that's top been thing on his list is a constitutional. I'm sorry, to, constitutional what? Wait, which which one? Which one are you talking about? What are you? Huh? You interrupted me. Now I don't know what the <laughs> fuck's going on. No, you <laughs> said the first thing he wanted to do is a constitutional. First thing on that list that was published. Oh, I got you. Of all the things, like, here's what Trump's going to do: immediately propose a constitutional amendment to impose term limits on Congress. Gotcha. You're, you're you're funny, funny dude. Well, you're, Mitch McConnell already was like, "That's not going to be high on our list." <laughs> yeah. uh, and the last, uh, the last amendment to the United States Constitution uh, happened in 1992. Yeah. Yep. Do you know what it was? Uh, I believe it was limiting salaries for Congress people or something like that. No, no, it was guaranteeing raises. I believe. Hold on. Uh, ah, here we go. 
The 27th Amendment of the United States Constitution prohibits any law that increases or decreases the salary of members of Congress from taking effect until the start of the next set of terms of office for representatives. High five, George. We're both right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So wow, that technically correct. The best kind of correct. <laughs> could could we just comment on something on how long it takes to do an amendment? That amendment, some states ratified that amendment in I believe 1789 was the first time I that amendment. So it took it took that that long, and I believe the last ratification was in 1996 by Kentucky. Aren't there a bunch of amendments that aren't actually ratified by all the states? Oh, wait. These ones got posted. Yeah, sorry. I'm reading it. It was 1992. It got ratified. It got it. But then other people ratified it after it was enacted. So that If it be, becomes uh, part of the Constitution, do they have a fucking choice? I think they just, like, do it for fun. Oh, my gosh. The cat is away. The mice can play. <laughs> So, yeah, ratifying the Constitution takes a long time sometimes. <laughs> it's really awful. So, where do we go from here? I don't know. We have oh, no direction. While we're, talking about, while we're talking about, oh, wait, where did he go? <laughs> oh, man, let's see. A hiring freeze on all federal employees to retain federal, to reduce federal workforce through attrition. Yeah, that's a uh, six hundred thousand of two point seven five million federal workers <laughs> uh, eligible for retirement as of next September. I say they all just retire at the same time. They probably right will. after his hiring freeze works out. <laughs> we need people. We can't. You put a hiring freeze on. Well, there was it. Oh, don't know, mate. <laughs> there was. I mean, there was a really serious problem those actually somewhat decent national security experts will probably join up just for the sake of patriotism <laughs> and then you know like i said i said earlier somewhere i was like i would join up if i was an expert because then i would make a really big deal when he did something that caused me to like you know resign oh <laughs> uh, we talking about his appointments yeah yeah, yeah. well the yeah, uh, next yeah, Tuesday yeah. going to lunch huh yeah i mean he's already backtracking on a lot of it like he's he's like oh my wall the wall's gonna be two fences not not really an actually uh, actual brick and mortar wall which by the way was the proposal of hillary clinton (laughs) don't we already have two fences yeah yeah not everywhere though yeah not everywhere no just near major points of traffic like the actual order. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's going to be interesting to watch. I'm, I'm kind of curious whether how, like, how much he can deviate from his plans with that, at that before he starts losing popularity amongst the people who supported him. Yeah, maybe I mean, they'll maybe they'll realize that hey, perhaps it's a good idea to elect someone who's I don't know, reasonable, qualified, not a reality TV star. <laughs> Someone who has a modicum of experience in the federal government. Or hell, well, at we- least the modesty to n- try to get people who actually know what they're talking about to advise him, you know. Well, here, I guess we'll change the topic towards why are you rageful right now? <laughs> so Scott Johnson, go! 
Yeah, take it away. So, you know, since the election has occurred, people have been like, guys, calm down. Give them a chance. Why are you you're getting so mad? Why are you so mad? And it's like, F you guys. Like, really? <laughs> like, the guy you, the Republicans elected, and now the country did, was a guy who was a birther and a vocal birther for nearly the entire Obama presidency, seeking purposely only to undermine the president. And they knew it was conspiracy, and he did it anyway, even though he knew he was just making shit up for political expediency. Like, and I'm supposed to just be like, oh, out of every Republican that you could have picked that, you know, didn't believe in that BS line, you picked the one guy who was like one of the front people in the birther movement. Like, F you, okay? <laughs> and then on top of that, the guy you have running or who is now going to be our president, ran on locking up his opponent. We should lock her up. Lock her up. I'm going to throw her in jail, which, by the way, he's probably not going to do. But still, you know what? He fucking can't. Yeah. The president cannot just arbitrarily throw a motherfucker in jail because he wants to. Yeah, but I'm sure he was sad to discover because I'm pretty sure he doesn't actually know what a fucking president does. I mean, just those two things alone, you, I mean, I mean, like, and my dad, like, oh, here, this was my conversation with my father, who was oh, yeah. walking around, like, wondering why I'm angry yeah. when he had life's a bitch, don't elect one on his car. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like, you know what? Sexist much? Maybe Jesus a little bit. You guys, it's like, if you're not going to be polite, you know, I played high road, you know, they were like, during the campaign, when they go low, we go high, right? Well, we lost. So now I'm going to be fucking pissed. <laughs> now Considering I'm going to how many states have decriminalized it, I have to say there's a lot of places you're going to spend the next four years going high. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> but it's, you know, uh, uh, man. And so I can't be, I, I'm not really super angry with all of the people who voted for Trump. I'm really just angry at the people in the primary that voted for Trump. <laughs> Because, I mean, I talked to enough Trump supporters while I sat outside the polls, and I understand where they were coming from. I think they were misguided, but I understand I think that fucking. You can say that they were fucking wrong. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. mean, I mean, their problems. Uh, look, here's the issue. I was talking to one lady, and she can't. She's a contractor, so she doesn't have insurance through her company, so she has to go into ACA. When she has, a, she has a full family, like a you know husband and kids, and so the any plan that she could get, and she she makes enough that she doesn't qualify for subsidies. So the plans for her were really expensive, and then on top of that, she bought a house during the house, like right around when the house prices were really high, and she's been oh. underwater on her loans. And when they passed the program to let you refinance your loans, she didn't qualify. So there's two major Obama initiatives that. Ended up not helping uh, this woman. And she was just like, you know what? I don't like Trump. I don't like Clinton. I just want to punch the system because it's not, it has not helped me. And I see all these other people who aren't working as hard as I am. And they're, you know, this is her opinion, not mine. Um, and I'm upset that the government is not working for me. And, you know, what can I say? I can be like, well, you made some bad mistakes. And she'll be like, well, so did those people. Or, well, you know, there's... It just, I can understand the frustration. And then she wasn't the only person. It was multiple people who were like, well, I had a more, I, my, I, the one lady I talked to, she lost her house. Like 
there was just no way that she was going to get a refinanced loan. Yeah. So it's like when you talk to those people, you can understand why they're upset. The system failed them in some way. Yeah. I mean, Seems when like we moved here, cutting off your nose yeah, to spite your face, though. Well, I mean, yeah, well, like, yes. Exactly. It's, My it's family. the president, the Obama presidency didn't work for me, so burn it the fuck to the ground. It's like, no. George, I didn't fuck you. you. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Like, in Pennsylvania, the Democrats turned out about the same amount as they did in 2012. But the Republicans showed up like 9% more. And it was in the rural areas like my county, Montgomery County, you know, the one of the, the, the usually it's the board against the redness of the rest of Pennsylvania. <laughs> we, we, we voted in the same exact, like nearly the same exact percentage we did in 2012, but the rest of the area just flipped out. And she lost a ton of votes in those working class red areas and she got less percentages of those. And those were Obama voters that switched. Huh? We actually, I I'm pretty sure we overperformed in Montgomery County, for example, because a lot of Republicans who are liberal Republicans of the suburbs of Pennsylvania voted for Clinton, but we could not get past the voters that voted for Obama and switched to Trump in Pennsylvania. Yeah. Uh, I tried to find Trump's, I tried to find Trump supporters um, at my local election, and I I was out there for like two hours in California. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're, you're and you're like in the urban area of California. Oh, it's like, uh, well, I mean, actually, um, I am maybe five or six minute drive away from Simi Valley, who which is. Which is really conservative, you know. So, but was it conservative? Yeah, but with Trump? They, yeah, but are they really conservative for California, or are they really conservative <laughs> for like oh. other places? Oh, hey, yeah, actually, conservative hey, for guys. California is like fucking super <laughs> hey, liberal. Hey guys, we have people on the chat. <laughs> oh bullshit! No, no kidding. There's people on the chat. Holy crap. Look at that. What in the hell oh, is that? I'm going to go harass them. You keep talking. Yeah. <laughs> how, how do so, I see these so-called people? Uh, so can I, another, another complaint I have is all the people pointing out that so many people, less people voted in this election. We haven't finished counting all of California's votes. There is uh, all, most likely over four. There are most likely more than four million votes outstanding in states like california her margin is going to increase she'll probably have won the popular vote by 1.5 percent or so which will be over a million by the time it's done being counted but the funny part is is everybody rushed to make memes to say that uh that that less people voted but actually more people voted in 2016 from what i've been hearing uh, it's just everybody rushed to get their meme in on about how no one showed up uh, before we fin and they compared the count on election day at the end of election day to the final vote tally in 2012, not realizing that California takes freaking two weeks to, <laughs> to count all of their votes. We are a very populous state. <laughs> Something yeah, like uh, 42 million, isn't it? No, like double the population of my entire country. We are literally the most populous state in the country. You and are the sixth largest economy in, in the, the world. world. Yeah, <laughs> we are the California is the is the is arguably the economic driving force of the entire goddamn country. So and to uh, to you know 
go to bridge into the next topic. Indeed. Your vote is worth practically nothing because yeah. of it. And that's why I um that's why I was not too upset at my own father for voting for Trump because I knew ultimately his voice was just as meaningless as mine. <laughs> Yeah, to be honest, I think I've been more upset by your father doing dumb shit, like saying dumb shit about uh, Trump on Facebook. That I'm I have more, been that I get him more actually ups- voting for Trump. That I get more upset about. Yeah, it's um, it's that. Uh, oh wait, your dad's into on your dad the other my day. My dad is on Facebook, and I feel my dad and your dad would get along swimmingly. Uh, probably Man, not, Vic. Uh, your dad's kind of brown. Well, oh, no, 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 no. that was too far. Too far. I take it back. No, no, that's too far. Yeah, Scott's little- dad is actually a pretty good guy. <laughs> He's not a racist, except in the very casual way that old people tend to be. Yeah. But no, that was too far. My mistake. Took it too far. Scott, uh, Scott, do you know a Todd Davenport? <laughs> Yes. Yes. <laughs> well, hey, wait, how, did he get, how did he get? How did he get arguing against your father? I love Facebook. Sometimes no, 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 no. Todd Davenport <laughs> is in the chat now. Oh, is he? Okay. <laughs> he says hi, Scott. Followed your link, and Nora and I are here now. Weird. Gotcha. Uh, yes, but no. Anyway, away from saying nasty things about Scott's dad because that was very unfair. Yeah. Besides, no, my dad's not. Quite, on, me and my dad aren't nearly brown enough. Because I can imagine, like, they'd get on fine until. One or the other said something the other disagreed with, and they're both that very kind of ardent kind of arguer, I suppose. They're kind yeah. of Scott's like dad is a trend argumentative style, so they'd basically start just smashing together, <laughs> and it yeah. would not go so well. It would be uh, hilarious. I yeah, I've encountered it. a couple people's dads that all sound the same way. They all talk, and and when they speak, they there is never any hesitation in their yeah. in their comments. Like yeah. they speak a, with authority. I, yeah, there's I'm ne- it's ne- there's never I could be wrong. Though my dad in the last couple of days has been saying like, well, one of us will be right, you know, because <laughs> he's trying <laughs> to like. Actually, both yeah. of you could be wrong. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> But uh, hey, you know, actually, I have a funny story about a, a, another funny story about a voter. So Indeed. I have a, a friend who never voted until this election. And uh, I was talking to him for hours, um, like over the course of this election, kind of teaching Ooh. him civics, which I guess we didn't learn in school. <laughs> and uh, no, he ended up no, he ended up voting for Clinton. And on the afterwards, and when she lost, he said, you know, I wanted Clinton to win, but I thought she was going to win anyway because I have never voted before because I always thought the system was rigged. I just hated Trump so much that I had to register a vote against him. But when she lost, it actually gave me confidence that our election system is actually real and your vote actually matters. And I was like, (laughs) that is the best shining of a turd. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> story that I have for the election oh, system God. that uh, I've ever heard at this point that oh. I, we restored the faith of the <laughs> of our electoral system in someone who voted for a candidate who lost <laughs> uh, oh so um, good for him. yeah good I mean good for him he has the this horrible circumstance has given him faith in our political system. Um, oh, hey, so, you, you want to see me? You want to see me set Scott off again? <laughs> Always. <laughs> so, how about some people who are just like, "Well, you should have picked Bernie. This never would have happened if you picked Bernie." 
Bernie should. would have won the election. He would have smashed well, Trump. Actually, I agree with those people. Well, um, you're wrong. You're wrong. <laughs> no, no. I think that well, sexism hold on, hold on, was guys. a We said we said George was wrong before. Let's hear him out. <laughs> okay. I, I genuinely believe that sexism was a big mark against Clinton in this election. That a lot of people who would have otherwise voted Democrat voted for Trump or some weird third party, Gary Johnson, whatever the fuck that was, because they couldn't bring themselves to make a woman president. Hmm. I don't, I disagree. I think if you, the argument for Bernie Sanders winning the general election against Trump would be that Trump wouldn't be able to portray uh, Sanders as a corrupt, B an insider, uh, C somebody who has a public face and a private face because apparently that's horrible. <laughs> um, um, you know, like that, and you know, there wouldn't have been a hack into his campaign that completely leaked all of their strategy emails as they went forward. You know. Those are, I think, more valid arguments for why Bernie Sanders might run stronger. I just don't feel like in the end it would have worked out that way because I think they could, they just never, we will never know because Bernie Sanders was never actually tested. It's like John Kasich on the Hmm. governor from Ohio in the primary. Every poll during the Republican primary that was talking about the general showed that Kasich did better than Cruz and Trump every time. Like by tons, like they would show the other guys losing by five and Kasich would be up like four because he was getting the generic Republican numbers because no one was attacking Kasich because he wasn't anywhere near winning. So they didn't care about him. So when people envisioned their perfect Republican candidate when they were not a Republican primary voter, they uh, they always said, well, yeah, I would vote for Kasich because, you know, he's just he seems like he's rational and whatever okay but no one ever attacked them so in the general you wouldn't know because the general is a completely different beast okay well on that disconnect on that disconnect i think we definitely have to bring up the fact that 538 is basically a smoldering husk at the moment Oh yeah, and they that, got rolled. Yeah. Everybody has been up their ass if, with a fucking rocket I mean, lately. I mean, if NPR is making digs at you, you wait a minute, fucked. wait a minute. Can I sorry, defend? What? Wait, I would like to defend five thirty eight because right. yeah. I agree with Scott's defending of 538 before he even says it, because I know he's going to... George George and I, and and it looks like uh, Turbo, are all going to say the same thing. Okay. They were getting the shit for having the odds not be 90%. It's every other poll aggregator, from like the Huffington Post to Daily Coast Mm. to all of those other... Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, all those poll aggregation uh, sites, they all put it up at 80 to 90 percent. It was only in the last couple of days that the the 538 uh, was even getting close to 70. Before that, it was down at like 60. And you know what? With a 60 percent chance. It's probably, it might happen. It's, it's going to happen almost, a good number of times. Seventy yeah. percent. It happened. Oh no! I'm not. <laughs> I'm not happened. saying. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that I don't think I'm not saying that I think their numbers were wrong or that I think people were misinterpreting what 
you know, 70 or 80% or even or any of those actually means. What I'm saying is that, like, from a perspective point of view, from people looking at 538 as a, as, as you know, as reputable, deserved or not, they are, they got fucked. Also, hey, Nelson. Hello. <laughs> As, welcome, welcome to the um, house of fun. <laughs> I will disagree with Scott on one point. This is not exactly what I was going to say. I was going to let. Oh, well, sorry. Let me take that back. Uh, I, th- I am not going to say the same thing as Scott. I'm going to let Scott say it and then just go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I normally do. Uh, <laughs> But the other thing I'd like to add to that is that another problem is that a lot of people were treating 70% of Clinton victory like it's 100%. Yeah. Like Clinton's chances of victory can be 70%. They can be 90%. They can be 90 fucking 9%. And Trump can still win. Because they're still that uh, yeah, people, people have it doesn't a, a mean you were wrong. Yeah. It just means that he beat the odds. Because and, and fundamentally, I mean, if, if you're a, and fundamentally, if you're casual, polls, no, we don't know. There, there is no statable margin of error on opinion polls like that. Well, there's this narrative going around that people were lying. People might have been lying. Shy Trump supporters. Wait, here, let me illustrate again, since I apparently talk to a lot more voters than everyone else. Yes, you do. <laughs> um, Definitely more casually. than me. Casually. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so one of the things they pointed out was late deciders went for Trump. Now, the important part about that is, is that uh, even up till the day of, the, before the election, with pollsters, there was a large amount of undecided voters. It was... You know, they were doing you were still seeing polls in swing states that have been heavily advertised and campaigned in that were like 41, 45, the 41, the 45. And then like, you know, like three for Johnson, like you there were so many undecided voters. I literally talked to a coworker the day before the election and convinced her to vote for Hillary Clinton. Like she didn't know who she was going to vote for the day before the election. But did you? Did you actually convince her? Yes, I did. Because she didn't, she was like, I don't know who I'm going to vote for. Who should I vote for? And I, and she said, yeah, that's probably a pretty good reason. Like she just didn't know what she wanted to do. That sounds really waffly. Well, I mean, she was an undecided voter the day before the election. She's going to be waffly. (laughs) And then, and then there are people who change their mind once they actually got to the voting booth. I have a friend yeah. who is who was a Republican, but was decidedly, I'm never going to vote for Trump. I'm never going to vote for Trump. Went to the voting booth. The fear of, you know, Hillary snapped into place and voted for Trump. Look, they said something like 90% of Republicans voted for Trump and only about 86 or 87% of Democrats voted for Clinton. That... It's such a different percentage than what the polls were picking up, which means that a lot of Republicans, self-identified Republicans, came home at the last minute because they didn't know where else to go. And they just decided to punch the system in the face (sighs) and everybody else. Yep. (laughs) Apparently. I had something I wanted to say, but I've forgotten it now. 
We're all still, you know, on top of all this, it was daylight savings time. Oh, God. Oh, daylight savings. That had nothing to do with anything. It was the uh, good daylight savings time. It was daylight the savings. Yeah. The planets were in alignment. It was a full moon. <laughs> Wait, can I just. There was a pack song. There was a I have, Unlike you guys, I have a child. And daylight savings time, no matter which direction, F's children up oh no big time Scojo. Yeah, no, i am aware me. i agree oh, no, i mean i'm aware of this daylight savings time fucked me i got up at 3 30 to you know shower make my lunch get dressed eat some food uh, and then show it to my polling place at quarter to five my brother <laughs> i was fucked that my day. brother got up at five I yeah. he came right to my room and I don't understand why I need to put like <laughs> something behind the door. I yeah. I have lived my entire life without daylight savings time. And then like now once a year I have to fly down to Melbourne right when it's on and it fucking throws me off so bad. <laughs> does does, does yeah. Melbourne ha does Melbourne have daylight savings? Melbourne. 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 Yeah, Melbourne. That's what I said, Melbourne. But <laughs> I assure you it is not play back the tape. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yes, they have daylight savings time and so does Sydney and other places that don't what matter. The fuck? But why do you why do some places doesn't. have why no do some places do that and some places not? I mean, they do that in America too. Like if you go to eastern Indiana, they don't do daylight savings time because fuck I don't fucking know. Like our day our daylight hours here are relatively stable in places like England where like it's dark until ten o'clock in the morning. I can understand it. <laughs> oh, oh, but like, oh yeah. Have you looked at where you know England and most of Europe is? They're way the fuck north. I lived in England, son. <laughs> no, I thought. Never mind. It was. <laughs> oh, Dirt Rally's half off. I thought that Victor was like. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Um. All right. So, well, <sighs> moving on to something a little bit more, uh, a little bit more different. Um. So, Nelson, you you were the one who came up with the the topics list for this uh, episode. Um. We got we got the one about the left about who leads the left now. What like what, what exactly do you mean? What exactly did you mean by that? Uh, well, so uh, there's been a lot of pushback against uh, the DNC uh, in the past few days. Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of people are saying, well, okay, uh, you know, we didn't get Democrat turnout. Uh, you know, we have systemic problems. Uh, maybe the whole kind of Clinton, then Obama, then Clinton, whole cadre of uh you know, officials are kind of out. What if, you know, what if we need some completely new leadership, right? And what does that look like? Mm. And so a lot of people are saying like, uh, you know, Cory Booker, uh, but, you know, he has optics problems with Wall Street. Um, a lot of people are saying, uh, what's his name? Keith Ellison? Wait, hold on. Are you talking about presidential candidates for 2020? No, 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 no. It's like <laughs> Jesus, man. leadership. I'm not. Uh, look, I can't do this for another four years. Okay, yeah. I need a break. <laughs> <laughs> like, what does the Democratic Party do in 2018? 
no one really knows. And they have no plans for doing basically anything. No. Um, well, I mean, they don't really have to come up with a plan like today. They just got no, but, it's like it's like it's like the the you know, we just had a giant explosion where yeah. pretty much everybody just got like completely wiped out and Amazing. you're well, like, question. well, where's our leader now? It's like, well, we probably need a few minutes <laughs> to work this one out. Um, well, I mean, people are moving on this. Like, oh, they are. But yeah. early moving doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to be the one who actually, you know, gets oh, no. out. But it'll be, it'll be interesting to see because I don't think uh, Obama or Clinton era people are frankly respected. Really? I think they should make Bernie like, Sanders the leader of the DNC just because I think that would be <laughs> fucking hilarious. <laughs> His supporters have spent like so long going, oh, the fucking party, the party, oh, the conspiracies, the conspiracies, the party. And then when Bernie was saying there's no conspiracy, shut up. They were like, you don't know, Bernie, you're not really part of the DNC. There was a conspiracy against you. Make him the head of the DNC. Fuck <laughs> oh, <laughs> with so many people. It well, would be it, amazing. Oh, it's a little so hard good. to make a guy who's not registered as a Democrat uh, the head of the Democratic Party. No, it isn't. It's no, also it isn't. hard to make a fucking reality TV star the president. <laughs> Look how that worked out. Guys, if, any, if this election has taught us anything, is that when we tell our children, you can do anything you set your mind to, we now have the example of just look at President Trump. He was completely unqualified, dumb as a bag of dumb as a bag of uh, rocks, and so orange. He was practically made of eighty percent Cheeto dust, and he became president. Can we stop that- saying people who win the presidency are dumb? Like he's we- not. He's not <laughs> like you know. He's intellectual, not- but that doesn't mean he's not smart. He has so, some skill. So you're saying he has a low cunning? Yes. <laughs> Yeah, they low gunning. Uh, I, I'll, I'll stop in in like in about a week. It's I'll, still. I'm going to say, gonna say in was his dump start for charisma. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's a good one. I'm good. sure he has many other very nice qualities besides his intelligence. Because God help yeah. him if that's it. All right. So, um, final thing. I think. Uh, let me just so take smart. a look at the the smartest. Yeah. So uh, we didn't we didn't agree. We'd have no idea who's going to be. No idea. The, I mean, look. Well, it's, okay. So it's like four days. It's been I feel less like than four days. I feel like uh, you know he might have an answer here. We're intelligent, connected people, though. Uh, <laughs> it seems to me, at least in the near future, um, uh, there's going to be momentum. Like the Clinton people are going to back uh, Cory Booker because everybody likes him because he's a very likable guy. Um, everyone else will not like him because he's a very likable guy to Wall Street. Um, mm, that's going to be a problem. Yeah. Although he is an extremely nice person. He does seem like a nice person. He's a very hey, nice person. Here's the thing about this whole thing, this whole discussion of what does the Democratic Party do now? Did they really do anything wrong? Not particularly. No, not really. What what mistake did the Democratic Party make? George, they they lost. Yeah. (laughs) I know they (laughs) lost. First mistake. 
But well, the other one was bad. I was, but was that their fault? Was it a leadership? Was was the failure of this election blameable on the Democratic Party? Well, here here's Not the argument. Oh, okay. Now what would the autopsy oh, yeah. reports? I, I don't want to be one of those people on the left who immediately starts infighting with other people on the left because <laughs> we have a whole bunch of them. I don't <laughs> think the Democratic Party necessarily made any giant mistakes. Like, I think Clinton was the, the good candidate to run. She was <laughs> the most qualified person. Um, I think the managing of the optics uh, around like the establishment, whatever that nebulous concept really means, uh, wasn't terrible, but I think anyone that has any ties to uh, like the old guard, primarily like old guard Clinton, first Clinton era, uh, political operatives Mm -hmm. i think will be tainted with that with those optics now people having ties to wall street don't get so tainted look at fucking the president of the united states you look very pained president president elect um (laughs) speaking of ties to wall street while nelson was talking i was browsing some stuff on my second second screen from the news uh, do you know what uh, Trump has just announced he wishes to do? Or yep. rather that he will do? What? Yeah, he's packing it with lobbyists. He's oh, lobbying. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Nope, 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 uh, nope. I, I figured nope. it's something new because Trevor otherwise he Link. wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> um, they've, they've announced their... Well, I should have announced is probably not even strong enough. They have promised to dismantle Dodd-Frank. Oh, yeah. No, huh? that was that was said during the campaign. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yep. So it's not the actual ties is my point. Like having actual ties is not the problem. It's the oh, you're part of this group of Jews is the word that they're they're yeah, thinking. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that is the that is the problem. Is just the optics well, so, of that. But so Trump wants the Jews to count his money. He likes the Jews. <laughs> I think likes is a strong word. I think likes is probably so, a strong word too. I think tolerates. <laughs> tolerates. Acknowledges money well. Strong word. So I think to, I think he is prevented by law from exterminating them. <laughs> <laughs> Something about human so rights. So I, I, I would say the mistake that occurred is one that the DNC really couldn't do much about, and it deals with the fact that Clinton, I mean, was able to clear the primary of any major threat uh, because of her connections and her, you know, like just political clout. And I think if other bigger name Democrats would have been able to run in the primary that actually had charisma, we're not talking about like Lincoln Chafee. Um, (laughs) (laughs) We're talking about like a Cory Booker or like uh, somebody else with like populist, uh, like backing like Elizabeth Warren or something uh, or like, I don't know, like a Kristen Julebrand even, even though there would be no way she would run against Clinton. That's the point. That's the problem that you have, right? A lot mm. of the people who would have been, who might have been able to get around the whole 
hurt the weakness that uh, that ended up happening in the election because it was an outsider election were cleared out. And I don't. I, I mean, there's no way of getting around that. I mean, you you if you have a candidate who did the work to get there, like. It, that's the she won the primary by clearing all the making sure yeah. the other people didn't run. I mean, the fact that Bernie Sanders caused uh, caused some issues in the primary. Ultimately, she wiped him out. She won by three point five million votes on the popular in the popular vote and three point six. Yeah, oh sorry, three point six. Yeah, <laughs> like it wasn't close. The superdelegates ultimately didn't matter, and you know she she won because of the strength with the black community and uh, and other minority groups in the South. And that's it. I mean, it doesn't matter if Bernie Sanders could have won the, uh, the general because he couldn't get past the primary. If you don't get past the primary, it doesn't matter what you could do, could have done <laughs> in the general. Like it's not even worth talking about at that point. Like it, it's a bit, you moot. lost the primary. <laughs> and let's not forget primaries are literally competitions between you and other people. If there are other people running in the primary, to see who can win the most votes out of blocks almost entirely composed of your more, most likely voters in the general. If you can't win a fucking primary, let alone by 3.6 million <laughs> votes, you are not taking a general. You no, are not ever no. taking a general because you can't even win with the people who fucking like you. But And so back on the DNC... I mean, like, you got to look at who ran it before. Like, after uh, 2004, uh, Howard Dean, who was in the primary, ran, was one of the people who ended up running the DNC. And he actually did a really good job, led to 2006 and 2008, when he, after he stepped down. I mean, those were good elections for Democrats. I just, I mean, Bernie Sanders well, isn't a Democrat. He's an independent. And so he's not going to run the DNC. So, so there isn't really that person to put in charge. I have two points. My first point is uh, Howard Dean actually tweeted uh, the other day. It's been sort of a blur. Um, <laughs> and he was like, hey, I would like to run the DNC again. I'm pretty good at it. And <laughs> Wait, wait, hold on, hold on. Single- Howard Dean? Howard Dean the... Yeah! Howard, yeah. Dean? Yeah. Yeah. Howard Dean the barbaric yolk maker. <laughs> yeah, every single um. response to him was basically fuck off you establishment chill wow. every single response well i mean he from democrats he became a healthcare lobbyist after he stopped yeah. being in the dnc well guess what you know what people have jobs after they leave the problem i think the problem moving forward with the democratic party is that their their kind of base of uh Nelson, Maybe not. Nelson, your your microphone is rubbing on something. Oh, sorry, I was literally rubbing on it. Yeah, please don't uh, do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the problem is that their most vocal people, maybe not the like the you know most stable, uh, steadfast supporters, but their most vocal supporters. Anyone like that is basically just toxic to them. Sometimes irrespective of what they even do, like Howard Dean was a good DNC uh, chairman. And they don't give a shit. They're like, no, you're you're part of that group. Um, I'm not even so sure that they don't give a shit. It's just that they don't fucking know. I mean, I remember that. going. I remember going through the primaries, like having to explain over and over and over how basic things to do with elections and primaries work. 
yep. to people who were the anti-establishment people. They're so anti-establishment, it's like their brains have rejected knowledge about how the establishment <laughs> fucking works. Um, my second no, they, and last... It's not that they rejected it. It's that they literally don't know. They've just come in. They said, yeah, I want to do this thing, and they have no idea any of the pieces move. It's like, yeah, we just got to get the most votes. It's like, no, you've got to get superdelegates too. You've got to prove to the party that we think you're a good person. The problem is they're the people that it, apparently elect are like politicians nowadays across the whole United States. But like well, those are the people. These random yeah, wait, 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 let's, let's, let's take this back one second. You're judging this reaction off of the Twitter response from Howard Whoa. Dean. Now, let me just get this straight. Wait, wait, wait. And being that the vote, the group of people who actually voted Trump in the white working class, for the most part, like they're not the ones on Twitter talking to <laughs> Howard Dean. Hold on. It wasn't the yeah. white working class. It was the white upper class. Well, yes, but. I'm just going with, you know. Don't, no, no, no. Let's, I, not, let's not spread the working class. Working class, whatever the fuck revolt that Trump is calling it. I don't, I, it, it wasn't working class people. Can I just note that the, yeah, uh, the working class people that yeah. are now retired and have a ton of money and are laying around, sitting around? I mean, they were. My dad was exactly. a working class person. Yeah. But they, now they, he they makes too much money. Yeah, they make too much money. Class. And now he's just afraid of it. That's why we need uh, yeah. progressive taxation. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. To stop is, people like that from making too much money. Anyways, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Whole, is Trump actually saying that? It's a working class revolt that got him into the presidency. Oh yeah is it's is he a, saying is he saying there. the proletariat have united behind him? He doesn't know any of those words. <laughs> <laughs> he would say them if he knew them. If he knew yeah. them. So so my second speechwriter told him to. <laughs> my second point um, is that I think uh, someone like Elizabeth Warren, if she decided to could rise and basically take over the the DNC apparatus. My only thing with her is she's more of a policy than a political exactly. person. Exactly. Like, I don't so, I mean, think she would want that. Yeah, that's not... I don't feel like that's a good fit for her. <laughs> but who are, the, who are the people that would want that that also aren't already tainted by the the last, I don't know, 20 years of, like, democratic politics? <laughs> Well, I mean, you could just have, you could be like, Obama, everybody likes Obama still. <laughs> so, but Obama, yeah, so Obama, 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 they don't like anyone who worked for him. What's wrong yeah, with the last 20 years of democratic politics? I know, I, this is a thing that's annoying the crap out of me, is people come along and they say they want an anti-establishment person. It's like, no, we, want, we don't want to do politics. It's like, do you understand why we yeah. do it this way? This is a very specific system, and it came about because of very specific forces that have acted upon it. It's not something we made up to keep it in power. It's it's just fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, you know. There we go. We should not have to. It's like people need to watch that CGP Gray video. Rules for rulers. The, the, like that's my my shill for the evening. People need to watch that video and understand that 
electing a politician who's specifically going to piss off all the other politicians is a bad idea. Yeah. It's not going to work. <laughs> Uh um, well well off. okay all right all right so there we are obviously still in the very early days of all this and without a doubt there will be more to discuss about it later maybe at some point in the far future we'll be able to uh I don't know look at the economics impact of a Trump presidency uh but in the meantime uh we've been at this for uh longer than longer than an episode has gone for a while um do we have any plugs that we'd like to plug for plugging uh, other than uh, I, other than uh, other I, than CGP Gray's rules I, for rules I I just oh, became God, a monthly I just became a uh, I just became a monthly supporter of the ACLU hmm. <laughs> I have been a monthly supporter of the ACLU I'm I also recommend it Yeah <laughs> uh, also yeah. other things uh the Southern Poverty Law Center Parent Parenthood um yeah, that's what else we got. Yep, EFF. EFF's always good. EFF's pretty good, yeah. I'm a little annoyed. Um, I'm a little annoyed with the Southern Poverty Center right now because they put a couple people on their anti-Muslim list who were just pretty much calling for the liberalization of Islam. And so I'm kind of a little bit like, what the heck are you guys doing? Yeah, they're they're mostly good. Yeah. Mm, yeah. It's like they do pretty good on other topics. <laughs> uh, Nelson, you got anything you want to plug? Um, so I work in media mm. and uh, there are some open questions as to how that will continue to be a viable uh, thing in the future. So uh, uh. I bought a subscription to the New York Times. Oh, yep. Wow. I was thinking about. I'm thinking about subscribing to the Washington Post. I have Washington Post is also very good. I have a subscription to I'm the LA Times. Subscribing to the Washington Post. I will say LA Times is close. Oh well, okay. Look, if you care about if you care about uh, media as much as you care about like politics or anything else, the LA Times is great because. It's in L.A. Also, point of fact, the L.A. Times was, I think, the first national paper to predict that Trump would win. So, yeah. Um, for my plug, I actually have uh, three things to plug. Three. Three things. Uh, one is this Deadspin article about Donald Trump doesn't like this any more than you do, which is just a sequence of images of Trump looking miserable after being nom- after be- after becoming president elect uh, uh, can we uh, can we jump back a moment yes i have some news that is actually new it only came out about 4 hours ago oh oh Kelsa- come on uh, you remember are, huh? Corey Ludanowski the guy oh, who yeah. used to be Trump's campaign guy yeah yeah, yeah. that name sounds and, like really got a huge amount of critique from uh directed at CNN because everyone's like why the fuck do you have this guy working for you He's basically just a Trump campaign worker. Yeah. Yeah. Well, now that Trump's campaign has won, he has now quit CNN and is uh, saying that he is probably going to take up a job in the government. Really? <laughs> yep. Congratulations, CNN, you enormous fucking tosspots. Oh, man. Yeah, they're okay, really so not support good. CNN. <laughs> yeah. So do not use their money for good things. Do not give them money. Give money um, to people who are good. I would like, recommend so of the... Of the major news networks, uh, I watched uh, NBC 
during the, the night in question. Uh, and their infographics were tasteful and actually informative. Uh, their commenting pundit punditry was not um, really, really gross. Like it wasn't campaign <laughs> spokespeople. Right. Um, and they had a VR uh, experience oh, in alt space that was in alt an, space. Yeah, it was an interesting uh, experience because there was a very powerful sense of the crowd feeling when you're standing there watching the big screen in VR with all the other people, and everyone was just dead silent, just like watching this thing, like shaking their heads, and you were there with them. It was a very weird uh, virtual experience. Last time I went into alt space, people were just really like there was there was just like a lot of slurs going around. Where what spaces are you going into? Oh, I just I went into the main lobby of alt space, and then I like I was like, mm, no. <laughs> so, but um, all right. So, uh, the the Donald Trump doesn't like this any more than you do. That's uh, my first plug, and then my two plugs are a uh, thing re- are a um are game related if you want something to uh get your mind off this uh for the next if you're watching this live for the next uh 14 15 hours dirt 3 is going to be free on humble bundle on the humble bundle store and uh right now and i don't know how much longer this is going to last uh looks like another day and 15 wait no that's one week and 15 hours something like that i don't know i not quite grokking that timer very well. Uh, looks like one day, 15 hours and change. Uh, it is Dirt Rally. Half off. So fun. Play game. Gone Home is also free, say, says Nelson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get don't know home. how long it's free for, but uh, get Gone Home. Give it to someone who is a... Uh, Possibly like a right winger, maybe a Trump supporter. Hopefully not a gamergator because they already know what it is, and you're gonna bring that whole thing up again. Um, but get it and give it to people and have them play it without telling them what what it's about, and they might empathize with fucking people and not be dipshits anymore. One one it might make one person be less of a dipshit. Gone home what? is not free. It's fifty percent off. There you go. Okay. Beep. Add it to cart. <laughs> well, then buy it and send it to people. George, that are what are you laughing your head off about right now? Good God, man. Potentially be less dipshit. <laughs> this kid trying to take the garbage out. <laughs> George's plug is going to be Garbage Can Takes Out Kid. It's a video on YouTube. Okay, George, is this going to be better than the guy that eats a bike to the face? Uh, I don't think you know, anything could be as good, good as that, it, my friend. It's better than that in that it lasts a lot longer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Good work, God. Man. Go, kid. <laughs> man, how windy is it now? Jeez. Oh, Jesus. Pretty, it looks pretty windy. Oh, oh the lid. He's, he's it, finally wised up. He's got his hand on the can. Oh, uh, eat shit, kid. <laughs> Uh, Jesus, kid, you're 
Yeah, Where the hell is this? I feel like this is somewhere in LA because of all the uh, because of the El, it's El Nino season. At the moment. Well, it's certainly not down here because look at the color of the road. We don't have roads like that. We have good roads. Yeah, you don't have roads made out of concrete. Oh, oh, oh! He's dragging him. Oh, he's good. all right. Well, anyways, uh, that's been the show. Go watch this. It's hilarious. And uh, oh. oh. Oh, Ooh. wait, you know oh, what? Yeah, kid, Kerba, you should, you should tell us how you we can immigrate to Australia if we want to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I wouldn't know that, actually, because I didn't have to, but I will find out. Uh. <laughs> uh, I think I know a little bit about next week unacceptable answer, vice. You can't. Next week, oh, next week uh, unacceptable on. vice is countries big, big, you can big, immigrate big, to. Big, 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 uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm kidding, 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 kidding. <laughs> Oh, shit, I'd do that show. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> considering I'm pretty sure that I'm the only one on the panel at the moment who has actually immigrated anywhere before. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, anyways, good night, folks. But, uh, yes, my plug is the CJR, the Columbia oh, Journalism Review. Go there, donate to them if you have anything to do with the media or like to know more about the media because they are media about the media. So, so go, got, join up, donate to them. They're the folk that keep us honest. So yeah. So we've got the EFF, the CJR, the Southern Poverty Law Center, uh, missing Planned Parenthood. Planned Parenthood. Planned Parenthood, ACLU, EFF, uh, Alphabetty Spaghetti, fucking, I don't know. <laughs> EIO. <laughs> All, All right. the police just drove by my house. Wait. No. Oh, oh, wow. It's still so going. Breaking, breaking news. Gone Home is free on itch, itch.io. 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 Yeah. <laughs> this weekend. Itch. Oh, hang on. What about on Scratchio? Itchy and Scratchy. Oh. Itch.io. Where is it? Fucking. Gone Home. I put Hone Home. <laughs> All right. Well, links will be in the show notes. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Oh. Good night.